Carrying huge space. Look how fast he's going. Polar opposite to the conditions he won in Lords. Rain so close. They're getting the last step down. The crowd is roaring. He is going to do it. He's going to smash the time. Downhill racer and our expert here today, Andrew Needling. During my racing years and even now, I take my health and nutrition pretty seriously, I must say. It was so difficult though to stick to a routine and to remember to take all those necessary supplements. Then I found AG1. I'm so excited to partner with them personally and for this podcast. I actually started taking AG1 long before this partnership even came about. Now you might ask, what is this stuff? Think of AG1 as your all-in-one health insurance. I know I do. I have never been one for taking a million different supplements or vitamins. So this is the perfect all-in-one solution. Honestly, I actually look forward to taking it. I do it first thing in the morning. I feel more alert and focused and I know I'm taking care of my body and health. I feel energized to get my day going. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier and that's why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop with water and drink it first thing each morning as I said and then I'm done. So check this out. With that one scoop of AG1 I've been talking about, you're absorbing, listen to this, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right. This is a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, recovery and helps enhance your focus. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs and none of that nasty chemical artificial anything, all while still tasting good. Now let's all be honest with each other. We all know we don't eat enough vegetables or consume the healthiest meals some of the time, especially when we get busy. We all want something quick and easy which will help us in life. AG1 supports better sleep quality recovery, mental clarity and alertness. Now I don't care what you do in life, I think we can all agree this is super important. AG1 is trusted by so many professional athletes and health experts. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash moving the needle, that's again drinkag1.com forward slash moving the needle to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link will be in the show notes as well. We will get to the episode, I promise, but this is exciting news I have to share it with you. The podcast is going visual. We are on YouTube. So if you enjoy watching podcasts, make sure you go to moving the needle podcast on YouTube. So search it on your YouTube. You'll find it hit that subscribe button and then watch some of the clips if you don't mind, maybe leave some comment, let's get some engagement because the more we get the YouTube out there, the more I can get awesome guests and that's probably the biggest thank you you can do for me right now. Let's build up that YouTube. So share it with some friends, check those clips, leave us some comments and I appreciate that man. Let's get to the episode. Yo, welcome back. How's it world? Moving the Needle podcast. This is the Crank Brothers Race Review Series and I am actually pretty bummed because it's the last race of the season. We're going to break it down. They are synonymous with downhill racing. This year winning that World Champs title 13 years in a row. My colleague here, another Crank Brothers ambassador, Sven, will correct me and say, well, what about the Sam Hill wins on the flat pedal, which they've obviously reintroduced as the stamp. Man, it's so cool to have them supporting it. They won both the men's and the women's overall title as well. I saw the Loic code going out. So if you want to get some goodies of Crank Brothers, now's your time. Man, what a season, Sven. 
I mean, downhill is alive and kicking hard. Yeah, they won the overall, but they also won the race this weekend, which is what we're here to talk about. So, um, and uh, it was funny this week we're doing, I don't know why we just waited till now, but suddenly um, TJ Smith, the guy behind Filmsmith Media, he just went on this like, like he basically just took bets on anything and everything. Like wherever you'd see trackside, you just take a bet. Like he was taking, they're all personal bets for him, but it's almost like he was the house. And then like, Boris made a, a really bad bet. He Boris bet that it wouldn't rain at all on finals day. I don't even know why he took that bet, um, but he put that down. So TJ was pretty safe knowing that he was going to win the Boris bet with the big money and that he could take all these crazy bets. And and, and one of the bets was, um, <clears throat> I think it was like the top, basically the bet was um, someone, someone bet against someone Ah, he saw George on the side of the track and, and George was like, I bet someone on Crank Brothers will will take the win. And then TJ's like, yeah, okay, okay. And then George is like, dude, like the whole of top 10 from Semi is on Crank Brothers, like every single rider. So it was, it was a pretty interesting stat. It goes a lot deeper than just the winners is what I'm saying. Yeah, we could definitely pick apart. Uh, the majority is definitely on there and it's for, for good reason, man, especially if it gets wet or the conditions are suspect like they were there or inconsistent like in Snowshoe. Alan and I spoke about it a bunch. Well, I mean, we got away with murder. I say we, I wasn't there. I was pretty cozy on a couch uh, with a time zone with beer in hand in the evening. It was October. They took a risk doing it, but the pictures and the footage looked pretty cool with the autumn leaves, right? Like it, it was a totally different feel for you guys out there. Yeah, I must say photographically, and having come to Monsonan um, since basically more than 20 years for myself, uh, is probably the nicest photos. Um, but then I guess also what makes it nice is it's a different look at Monsonan. You know, if you go back to Fort William or Leogang or all these ones that we've gone to many times, you try, um, you know, you it kind of looks the same year, year to year. But then this one, even your like saying average photo looked great or a like a pan shot just looked that much better with the four colors. And then a couple of the teams had some custom kits that were like full colors themed, which, which, which was even, you know, added to it. But um, yeah, I remember literally at the, when this calendar was announced, I looked exactly at the weather this time last year and I like screen grabbed the weather that weekend and they were having like negative temperatures. There was snow, which we could have had all of that. But then again, it is Monsonan, and we've seen in the past how even a wet race can still be a fair race, which is really what the most important thing is. Um, we've seen Gwen win in the in the in the rain here on that like um, historic race, and the conditions most importantly stayed um, fair throughout the racing. So we did get wet on the final day, which we'll we'll touch on. Like literally, they didn't have one practice run in the dry. The first run that all men and women had that has any kind of moisture on the course was the um, semi-final. So th that's another whole thing to, how do you, you know, to wrap your head around as a, as an athlete, but yeah, what a, I guess it's fitting, you know, four colors end of season for generally. And, and it was our end of the season race and um, a good one. It was. Yeah. Mountain and you, you can't say, Oh, they push it a little late in the year. There's going to be rain. I mean, we've been there any time of the year that place can rain, you know, it is susceptible to the thunder showers, 
but it is one of the most fair racetracks under wet conditions. And you can almost, well, Stevie Smith proved that you can put down almost foster times in the wet if you're willing to roll the dice. And someone yeah. like, like Jackson in his semi, man, I thought he'd showed his cards a little early there, but maybe that puts a little extra pressure on Loic going, shucks, he's that far ahead. I got to up my game. But Loic certainly played uh, a smart tactical game the whole season but we had a race where if we had had a different winner to jackson and um, we could have had since first time since 2003 that a different winner won each race in the men's um, we didn't have that so uh, yeah crazy I, yeah. i'm like like the riders and the storylines this year i mean unbelievable yeah i mean in, in an ideal scenario um you know, when you say who did you want to win, just for that very reason, as a for the narrative of um, a different winner at every every race, just like a, a talking point, I had kind of wanted, and then also to go on the other key theme from the year with um, local riders winning on their local tracks. So we got Kolb and Vale in Austria, and then in France we have Benoit. So I was just like, um, how awesome would it be if we had a new winner? And it was also a Canadian um, <clears throat> and Finn. And, and he definitely, that was his goal. You could see it was, you know, it was go for broke run, which it had to be, um, especially when he was that close to, he had to basically do what Jackson did and, and put a winning run down and then let the call, the cards fall as they, as they do. And, and Lowick would be the one where he finished, would ultimately decide the title. Um, but then, you know, just seeing, the fact that it ended up being a Canadian and just getting that, like the, the feeling, the crowd's very um, knowledgeable at this, at this race. Um, they know like a lot more detail than, than in a couple of other, actually Fort William, you get a crowd like that. Um, Leger, you get a crowd like that, but they had picked up from the semifinal, how key the exit of the rock garden was. And there were like two or three crux parts of the track. If they made it through there, there was like an audible sigh but when Jackson made it out of the rocks and he did that last left exit, that um, I think that's actually where where Finn maybe slid out, um, crashed. Um, there was like a massive, massive, massive like like cheer, like the loudest of the day so far. And I got like goose flesh and not like teary eyed, but it was like just size that you know you you want you want the rider to get out of there, and you, and you know it's by no means like if, uh, you know a done deal because Greg Menard crashed like after that last year. Um, but uh, once he got out of that, you know, the, the win was that much more possible and real. And, and then we saw the, t the time gap, which we'll also have to talk about. It's been quite some time since we've had that kind of margin at a world cup, um, not to even mention Vale's time gap, which is even, even, even bigger and more impressive, but in the men's elite, that's a time gap worth, talking about that's going to be one for the history books like when we talk about those couple of runs that Gwen has put down um and uh a couple of those historical runs and, and that's going to be one of them yeah you can't uh, hide a fact away from that that's a sam hill winning margin aaron Gwyn, a, yes a kavarik yeah. back in the day it was quite an interesting different track but yeah. you have to put that down and, and you go back to and i don't have all the stats like they're all online and i've you know, looked up a, f a funch, but this is going back to someone in their first year elite doing two wins. Like, this is some seriously yeah. historic stuff. We got Greg Menard 
who, yes, won a World Cup overall at a young age. He's the greatest of all time. On We've this got, track was his first one in 2001. Yes. Um, he's got that win. and he, No, he takes the title away from Volios um, in yeah, 2001. He didn't take the win. He, he finished it, yeah. But, he, yeah, he took the title. And you're like, this guy's doing some pretty amazing things. I understand the pressure's not quite there being so young. And, and I think Petey, I mean, Petey, speaking of emotion, Petey was pretty emotional in a conversation after the race. Um, and I think that's amazing having Petey in his corner, um, Eric Carter posted about Jackson, like giving credit to Stevie Smith. You know, like that's where this comes from. What Stevie was able to yeah. do there, and for Downhill, he didn't just post the pictures that you sent to him or the cool shots. You know, he found the footage, or maybe his dad helped him, and he and he posted that iconic video segment he did with Stevie Smith. So, like, he seems to have his head screwed on damn well for a kid, and, and hopefully that that'll help him long run. That that video clip that you're referring to that Jackson posted, it came out to the day. To yeah, the day, it is, right? Eight, 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 it was launched to the day eight years ago. So, How serendipitous is that? Exactly. Besides Stevie being important to all of us and, and every um, racer and then every Canadian racer, just to have that, you know, the time the, the timeline as well um, match up to his, his win. And... and um, you know, Jackson being the only rider with with two wins um, this season, you know, on, on paper, you would think that would mean he would have been like kind of end up on the overall. But then, you know, unfortunately for him and as the sport of downhill racing, he had that one flat, you know, two. besides having in his race run or... So let's remember that he had two flats in his race run. Yes, it was rain affected Val Nord, but... Lloyd got a few points. Jackson yeah. had a flat and snowshoe as well. Imagine there's no flat at snowshoe with Lloyd crashing. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable what that kid did. And, and I don't know if you've watched the run. I know how busy you are and you're at the bottom and you got the screen, the look and feel. Have you taken time to watch Jackson's run? Like I, the, the bike technique, you probably haven't. Um, no, I've, uh, I've seen... The, uh, yeah, the I'm, technique I'm... that this kid used, yes, there were people doing similar jumps and it it wasn't like a million different gaps, but every time there was a jump, he either found a different landing to propel him forward or he got it so smooth, looked like a dirt jump track at stages and he was just rocketing with forward momentum and yeah. he was riding so attacking, but just free. I mean, he obviously could ride the most free. Loic said he was tight. It was so much pressure. You know, Jackson had nothing to lose. He's already yeah. had a win this season. like, And that's what happens when a rider rides so freely. And Finn also, you know, he rode so attacking. But the mistake he made, Jackson backed off there. As fast as Jackson was going on that left, it was probably a place where he knew that's where it could just, he lost it. And Finn was just so attacking. There was probably, if he did that 10 times at that speed, I don't know how many times he would have rode that out. It was, it was, yeah, he was giving it his all. And, and I think Jackson, unfortunately, had him on time anyway. I looked at the splits. So we yeah, have to I give look, credit to this youngster. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I guess it looked like if Jackson didn't crash, um, looking at those splits, and you can never deduce because you won't know how Finn would have done that final one, but it looked like Finn might have been sort of a closer second than, than anybody else. Um, <clears throat> you're talking about re rewatching runs. I was also told I need to watch Lucas Shaw's run from last weekend um, when he crashed and then 
he, uh, apparently that's one I need to go watch. He just had a pr pretty um, mind blowing run to get back up within within time. Um, yeah, I'm, usually if I'm set up at a spot and I've been there for a few riders and I'm waiting, and if there is a screen, I, I will watch that maybe the first three splits um, as much as I can and then get down. But literally, Monsanan offers such a beautiful big finish arena and the way that the the terrace is it, it, it really is arena and a, and a finished bowl because you've got this terrace bank from the side that the crowds fill up as spectators and then you've got this um um you can shoot from the back the side the front and the crowd is like huge it, it was bigger than even last year's crowd um with the rain with the bad weather predicted so literally i i couldn't not shoot from multiple different finish area, um, locations in in the in the final, and I got myself into the VIP area, which is an, another story in itself. Um, and I was getting a remote camera set up so I could do a wide shot of the remote. So literally, I'm, I'm hearing the crowd's reactions, but I've got my head down trying to get the little um, magic arm clamp onto the thing. Um, it's switching lenses making and then so now i'm you know i haven't really shot anyone from up there so it's a whole new angle and i've got to like go through the whole thing and literally like i said when i heard that cheer in the in the rock garden in the fourth split i was ready within 20 seconds from his run i was ready to take the photo and and he was um yeah so that that's how that went down uh, i do look forward to seeing that run and i spoke to both him and loic on their runs um specifically but what I'll just add to Jackson's run, and and this is why I knew it was something kind of otherworldly and and special. It doesn't take because Jackson's it's, everything's in his stride. Like his when he does get wins or his performances, it's like almost like yeah, that was fine. Like that's it was nothing hard or special. But I've never seen his eyes. So after the whole melee of of the finish, maybe I saw him. I don't know three four minutes after his win before he went got pulled up to do some other interviews. He came to me and uh, I've never seen his eyes that big and shell-shocked. You know, that it's a different kind of look where it's it's like someone that's completely strung out. He like wasn't blinking. His eyes were massive. And he knew, I, I, it's the first time I've seen him surprised or impressed. He That was something that he, yeah, it was more than what he expected. And um uh, we can add the interviews after the after the podcast and this, and you can listen to him and Loic's sort of um, exact words on on how they approached and and did this run. But um, for him to be, I don't know, not surprised but shell shocked, it was uh, it had to be a special one. Yeah, I don't think he's he can't really be surprised, but surely dreaming and maybe he knew that the Stevie Smith thing was eight years to the day. Like you dream of these things. But you could only imagine his emotion of like, I actually did this. This is, could you write a better script? Where else would you want to win on eight years down the road? Mount Sinan, yeah, you're in with a title hand. But like, this is bigger than Jackson, actually. You know, it's actually bigger than him himself, the rider. Yeah, it's like you've spoken about it a lot of times because you've, you've gone deep into the sports psychology, both when you were racing and, and even more so now. But he's, he reach that zen state in in his run and and to be able to do that on a on when the conditions are like they are to go he i mean he rode like i don't know, 
110% race run as if it was dry in the sketchy wet, which makes it that much more impossible to do. And, and you know, there's the the perfect race run, um, you know, when you lay up all the splits. I, I know he didn't win 1.7 was the perfect, 1.7 better than his time on that okay, long so track. Actually, Could you imagine that? That's nothing. Yeah, it is a, that is a quite a bit for the perfect uh, race run, but I, I was thinking it, it could have almost been him that would have you know had the, who had the who had better splits or sectors than him well only finn at the at the top so that's what i'm saying 1.7 yeah. on a four minute track i don't on a perfect run like he's winning most of the sectors mm. um he won like all of them except the first one oh and then he wasn't perfect at the bottom Vergier was really good at the bottom and finn was better at the top but he was within striking distance so yeah i of the riders that needed to win and to win the title, you had Finn taking the top and you had Loris taking the bottom. So pretty much these guys, it's unbelievable that they were all able to deliver on what they had to do to win the title. Um, so, uh, and poor Loris, uh, he had the easiest job. Had had that result been Loris taking the win and Loic finishing where he did, Loris would have won the overall. That would have been enough for Loris to take the overall. Jackson had to do... I think I think Loic had to be outside of sixth place, but Loris on his last, literally his last training run um, before the semi, he had a massive crash on the Greg Menard gap. A lot of guys, a lot more guys were jumping it, but a lot of fast guys that were jumping it this year were not jumping it because the rough rocks in the GR that you pump through if you don't jump it, there was. Some of those rough rocks were gone, and that was the main reason. The main reason for jumping it in the last few years. Now the setup into it was smoothed out and made easier, so therefore more people could jump the Menard gap. But a couple of the fast guys decided, "Hang on, we don't need to jump the Menard gap because a lot of the roughness that we were jumping has been cleared." Uh, Loris was now squashing the Greg Menard gap, and he caught his pedal like there's one rock that is still there and it's spray painted pink. He caught his right pedal, literally going as fast as he can through that section, and it literally spat his bike 90 degrees, and he just cheese grated himself on the whole landing. Heavy, heavy crash. Um, oh, yeah. This was just reminded me of something he told me. So I thought, this guy is shell-shocked. It's, it's going to be hard to do an attacking run. His race run, um, and I only found out this after the fact, they taped his arm on. Like, no, taped for his, his semis or for his finals as well. I heard his semis uh, he taped, taped it on. Do you think okay, the finals so then he was did it taped for, on as well? He, yeah, yeah. So he did it for both runs. <laughs> oh and then, he said so, it was quite good. So, uh, so, exactly. So he said, so he literally said, Sven, this is, um, you're able to relax in way more places because normally, especially this year, Montana used to be a track like for William where you would have your rest sections or like again, you had your rest sections. Those two rest sections are now two new woods, one new from this year and then another woods section new already from last year. So he said now he is able to, he's able to rest his hands in rough sections. And I'm like, dude, don't, I said, do you understand what you're saying? You're, you're, you are, completely insane because you're going to now want to do clips in race runs and then he's told me and and this is how these races are he's like yeah but our feet are clipped in so you so what's the difference i'm like the difference is your hand is taped on the handlebar you can take your foot out but you couldn't take your hand off 
And he's like, yeah, but we're going to, he's literally, and him and Pierre are the perfect pair to do it because they love doing these things. He, um, I guarantee you, Loic, Loris is going to, he's going to experiment. He's had such a good experience with being taped in. He's going to be the guy. That's, there's going to be a, literally, there's going to be a product that you can be kind of like, like how you clipped in on your shoe and you can get out. He's going to have some kind of thing in his grip where he's going to be taped in, but if he wants to get out, he can. Um, <clears throat> and going to be him and PA, um, I love looking at their setup more than anything else because he is the biggest tinkerer. Everyone thinks it's Manar and the, the puzzle and the, and the suspension, but Loris and PA are the two biggest tinkerers that are never resting. I don't know if you noticed he was riding a different color bike to what he did quality on, right? And different color bike means an all new, completely different bike. So like he basically raced the bike that he raced for William on. That was the last time he rode that bike. Um, um, but anyway, on that bike, his race bike that now he's found a better way to, to clip in. So he has his grips. He's, he runs the alloy lever, not the carbon one, because he prefers the, the feel of the brake. And then they got 120 grips sandpaper. So not, so like very, 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 it's almost like water paper that it's super, it's not going to work through your gloves or fingers. It's almost like not sandpaper anymore. And it's super, super fine. And it's just the tiniest little smidge of, of grip tape that he's got on. But then they had to get a special double-sided tape because it's so fine. You don't want to get thick double-sided tape because then it makes a ridge and stuff and you feel it. So literally, it's the most comfortable brake lever I've ever felt because I sweat a lot, so I can't really ride gloveless all the time. And, and with gloves, some gloves, when they get old, you lose that grippy thing. And further, for these three fingers, he's already got like the perfect grip because he's got his grip. And then they shave off just these, just where it like literally that clamp bit, it's shaved this slightest little feeling. So those two guys have already got the best grip brake setup in the world. And now watch next year, we're going to see Loris clipped in hands and feet and all. So are we calling it clipped in or taped in? We're going to call it, um, <laughs> so it's going to be like the a... death grip, it's going to be the Vergier grip, you know? Um, Interesting so to see. There is can you imagine? Way, no, but I can imagine it because I've done it myself or been talked yeah. out of doing it. I don't know if Jonty talked me out of it, but I obviously yeah broke my hand and then came back the second last year I raced. So people have played around with it and G. people have done it. G's done it. And you Rachel's normally only it. do the one hand and it's because you're in the title hunt or there's well, a you got to do a tear-off or something. <laughs> yeah, the tear-off. So then you've got to go back to the Bluetooth tear-off um, uh, yeah. Why don't they? So why don't they, they revisit that? You had those goggles, or Leov had them? No, Leov had them. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the money investment because, well, these days you Dude, quite a lot. A of millisecond. If you, I know, I know, I hear you. If, it, if literally, if pushing that button that Leov had that did a little windscreen wipe, if that can save you one hundredth of a second, it's worth the investment. This is people are spending no, thousands no, no, and no, thousands no, of dollars. No, no, no. I'm talking from the company. From the company. To like yeah, but produce it to then sell it to like six races. There's like the return on investment's not gonna line up. Yeah, but you can you can custom make these things for one of products. Surely, um, it's got to. I think anyway, so. I'm, what's I'm, in I'm the, saying some. I'm so saying what's this in is the Loic, What's the Loic suspension bike thing? And he was saying that Finn doesn't have it, and he was pissy about it. Like, is that a suspension compression thing? Have they announced what that is? Well, you you noticed that specialized, um, like they were caught with their pants down, literally, um, and Finn's bike was caught, and then yeah, in the know, back of a van, sort of plat 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pla- I, I always look at co- looked a bit suspect. It looked a bit set up, but apparently it wasn't. Like, um, was it like guerrilla marketing? So you, like it's leaked photos, but they did it on purpose. Well, if if it was what they should have done, then is when Loic wins the overall, and you bring in the you bring the bike up to the overall podium. You they, that would have been if I'm a marketing manager, it's like, all right, guys, take the pan, take the skirt off. Let's Loic's bike can <laughs> be on display. And if Finn had won, well, as you saw after the leak, the whole top cover was now shown on Finn's bike, and then they also released some more detailed photos, so you could work out the linkage. But Loic's. You know, so your question was, is it different? If you're a marketing manager, that's when you would unveil, you know, Loic Spike. But he's got something special, which is um, got to be tricky if you're, you know, running the same suspension as your teammate. It's like, how does that work? That is it only did Loic develop it independently, and it, or is it only like, hey, you can only do special stuff for Loic? But that's like. You got quite a few other teams on on your suspension. Like surely, um, you know, surely they, yeah, they, that's a tough one. Like is Finn and Loic on who's on the better suspension? Well, I mean, the suspension's probably in par, but I'm saying this thing they had with yeah. bu- buttons and and what it did. Like I don't research that much. I hope someone messages me. Like I don't geek out on that as much as I used to. But he mentioned in the post, it's a, lo- it's a lock. Yeah, it's lockout system. I mean, yeah. we had. We had different valving and special stuff from Fox back when we were on Trek, and that's because Trek requested it, so we only could use it. Like these things happen all the time. If there's money involved, who knows how it happens? But Loic did sort of half joke that like Finn was a bit pissy about him having it, and you would understand that they're both technically in the title hunt. If Finn didn't go off track, he might have been ahead of Loic, but you know Loic's earned the right to be the number one ride on the team. So sometimes there's only one part available. Who's going to get it? You know, so it's super interesting. Of, of all the tracks, although I could be completely wrong because there are long piece sections that maybe a firmer, a firmer setup will generate more speed. Um, this is not one of those tracks really where that is going to benefit as much as some other tracks we, we have out there. So I agree. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, um, but then again, you know, you say that, and these guys are only looking for hundreds and thousands. So, you know, if 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 Loic used it, even if he just used it out the start straight, or well, he claimed he used it a, twice, and then one, yeah. So he would have used it out the start gate, and there was a very short before you entered rocks. But those, if you see how these guys are training their sprints and their starts, um, and you see at the finish line that they're looking for hundreds and thousands. Um, Phew. Uh, then yeah, if he's only using it twice, that's that's more than enough. That's that's at least a tenth, maybe, and that's a lot these days. Hundred percent. Speaking about bikes, so GT just almost won a World Cup, and then they just dismantling the program. How ironic's that? Ethan Craig coming out firing, looking for well, a did. contract, looking for a new contract slash an increase to a contract he could have signed. Like we don't know, is he riding with pressure or is he riding? free because he's already signed something you know only time's going to tell us so that's that's quite ironic well they, they didn't just win when or come closer when he won ryan pinkerton just cleaned up the back half of the season <laughs> um lucky for him he didn't have to do it at this round because he ended up crashing out so bad and breaking some ribs but um he seems man, like he could do that on any for, bike you know what i mean well well pinkerton you, 
No, but you say that, um, and you say like Rachel could have GT's last wins were with Rachel or or whatever um, because she could have won on every, every bike. So it's really good to see the bike GT's bike literally on a par with the with the greatest bikes out there at the moment. And as you said, like the race, you know, the, that program has been through many highs and lows and and peaks and troughs, just like a lot of programs. Even the Atherton's for a bit went through a dip, and now look at them. Um, but the fact that that team is dismantling and and not just it's not just that team and that's more than 25 years of racing i mean gt's heritage is racing you know they say yeah it's good good times but it is is it's purely the whole program's built on racing and and for them to disband with a guy that could win a world cup and got just second at the last world cup guy that's won the world cup overall and if we had jess blewett racing she's starting to pick up podiums if she didn't get hurt a hard line they would have been winning team of the day a couple of times along the way so it's pretty sad that for some companies this this massive tightening of belt like the first thing that got got axed was the race program because when they wanted because gt will re-enter the racing um field but can you imagine buying your way into riders the level of pinkerton and ethan craig now whatever they're saving in the next two or three years they're going to spend way more way more when they try to buy their way back into a, a team of the level they have now so and i've worked for gt they were my very first client when i did this full-time in 2008 um and they were maybe the, one of the first companies I, I, I sold a photo to of lopes um lopes and hans ray were my first two riders i sold yeah i remember that for, for for money to gt so um yeah it's pretty it's pretty sad but there is they haven't completely got out they are Putting the, they're keeping some grassroots developmental. There's a lot of local countries where there's quite, actually quite a few GT frames out there. They, it looks like they're keeping wins program in some way, shape, or form. So, yes, they've got out the top end, but they're not got out the sport, and they're still going to be giving back to the sport and supporting some grassroots and private racing. So hats off that they haven't cut that completely. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've summed it up. I mean, my uh, first, you know, when there's like, I want that bike, like just it's yeah they wanted on that a yellow pedestal. and blue no it was yeah. the blue yellow and black one the i drive and pd eric carter lopes was privateer but on the team dude i'll never forget getting this bike this was like when there were still prototypes and then you and there was a scarcity to it and this bike arrived back oh my goodness you know like the it is such an iconic brand and, and it's good to hear they'll be back it's it's sad, it's ironic that this is when the riders start performing and the bikes clearly gelling with them and they've had some few up and down bikes over the years. But that's, like you said, Atherton's had a problem and people and teams go through these cycles. That's, it's, yeah. there's a lot of luck involved, you know? Same yeah. as Greg, you know, like we can't really talk about, a, have a podcast without the damn goat being brought up, but he's going through injury cycles and you're not gelling with equipment or things breaking and flat tires and, and just just whether just he was going to win on just whether he's going to yeah you, yeah you can't get momentum when you're just dealing with bad luck like where do you get the momentum from so and this, it this, happens this like danny hart as well danny's been on pace the last few races some qualifying results splits you're like troy, this is fine yeah. troy well troy troy really showed up that's a nice way yeah. for him to go out i've got notes of that really awesome to yeah. see troy you know, it was a tough, probably a very tough year for him mentally, um, as well as Danny. Um, it's part of the sport. Does it? The cliches yeah. don't make it any easier, right, for them to deal with and go home and get through an off-season. Yeah. Or in a contract no, cycle, right? So 
you, 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 out of all those guys you mentioned, Greg first. Um, I'm just just reading between the lines based off what was loosely been said because Greg has never come out to anybody, not even to any of his teammates, not even to any of the management or team owners or team managers at um, Syndicate in Santa Cruz. But in the, I basically in the way I see it, this was going to be Greg's last year, the retirement year, and and he he showed that, you know, he got podium still, um, but then the the last two thirds of the season, you know, all, all those all those things started happening with Greg. He's got to be in a very weird place because like, you can't retire not having qualified for the final race of your final world cup you know like what's he gonna do like hey oh by the way i, re I retired and he didn't even get to do his final run he, you know he would never have thought that he would be in that position and then the same way you want to as a as one of the goats you want to go out on a high um and he sees that he can still be in touch and very much so with the with the young guys but i think this was going to be his retirement yeah and, and then all these things happening now he's like shit I can't retire like this. I need to just knuckle down and retire next year, you know, or it'll be like Rachel's like, I want to do Fort William, then retire. But then that didn't go to plan. And, and will Greg be the same? I want to do Andorra. But then if you're going to do Andorra, you have to be race ready and you have to train like you're ready for World Cups. You can't do a few crankworks events and then race world champs and then retire. Like if you're going to be ready for world champs next year, you got to train all winter. So it's like, a, that's a, and that's a massive ask to, for a rider, especially one of Greg that's, that's already proven everything. You know, you don't want to be like Kelly Slater wins Pipe Masters last year and he's like, oh yeah, I can still win events and I can still maybe qualify for the Olympics. And then this year was like, he didn't really do that great. Imagine Greg does come back next year, but then he has another year like this. So well, what does he do? Like, Greg, what are you going to do? Tell us. He, he literally told me he was going to retire, but now he's not. I don't know. Or is he? Yeah, but that story goes back to the off-season when I was at an event, and he said okay. in front of 30 to 40 people, Fort William could be a fitting place to retire. So then I text him. I say, Greg, I think it came up in the preview or a podcast. And I was like, can I talk about this? You seem to have said it out loud. Could Fort William then be a place where you retire? You've clearly mentioned. He said, no, you can speak about it. I'm not hiding anything. And then, like yeah. you say, the way the year compounded badly, he's probably readjusted. He's not willing to say, I am retiring at the end of the year because Worlds, if Worlds went well, those crew, One Life crew, were going to tackle him and force him to retire. And Roscop was yeah. there as well. Cessna was why, there as well. So he was going for a fairy tale story which didn't Worlds, line up. Know? And that's the challenge, which you've just said, is sometimes plans and life don't go oh, the way you want everywhere. them. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Sorry, you 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 glitched on me, but um, oh yeah, but um, it, it still records in the background. We got some yeah. high end tech here, dude. I'm learning all the tech. So um, yes, so I agree with you. What is he to do? But maybe you now have to readjust, and you can't. Okay, I'm going to go out and endure. I agree with you. Someone said, yeah, but he's retiring next year. He said it to Sven and Miss Ben Summers. I said, yeah. I, I I listened to it. He said he's going to be at Worlds in Andorra. That could be a good yeah. place to retire. You ain't going yeah. to Worlds without doing probably a full World Cup season because otherwise you're going to be so out the back. What's the point of doing that? So he has to do basically another full season. I mean, that's quite a lot of mental adjustment. But if anyone can adjust and say, okay, I've got another year to craft, grind, and go out on my terms. But hopefully he's aware enough that if it doesn't go well, it's maybe still the time to retire. Or 
I just thought of this now. Or it's not very Greg Minar like, but in actual fact, it really is because it's his true inner demon, his true inner self. Or he could do the Steve P. 2016 World Tour. Literally, no training, probably too much drinking, and like eight of the most sickest custom bikes um, ever. Um, that that's another he could just do that and just literally not even train an inch well it's not gonna happen if i was to bet because <laughs> it's greg and he can see yeah, that exactly. he's gonna get embarrassed out there because he won't be in the finals pd could at least cruise down and get to the finals if he wins worlds in andorra right yeah. then maybe he's forced to do a retirement tour in a few races like race in the jersey i don't think he yeah, should yeah come yeah. on yeah, and that's what they say. Hey, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. So he had a plan, and it, and it didn't go to plan, and that's just the irony of racing in life, you know. Yeah, yeah. Talking about punched in the face, did you see Jackson almost got punched in the face? He got clotheslined <laughs> by who? Did you did you not see it it's, um, on the live feed? So, and I'm going to give a slight in defense because I'm thinking this is what the one of the one of the uh, security or sort of or event. Um, basically, you saw what happened in, in France when uh, Benoit came down, and then it was just like storming of of uh, Normandy. Um, actually, no, that's probably the wrong way to, to to describe it. But it was like chaotic, and it was amazing. But it also could have got like pretty sketchy. You know, there was like a stampede. And this started happening with Jackson um, already actually in his run, really after the fourth split, a drunk spectator started like running on the track, like on the, on the step down, the Red Bull step down. And there's another little j- jump to the step down. And this dude, I don't know if he was trying to cross the track or was it there? He was like fully clothed. So it wasn't like he was streaking, thankfully, but he like stumbled and tripped and he was so drunk. He just, he would have been like lying on the landing. And one of the, luckily there was course security, and and Zach MTB Jesus Zach Faulkner was fucking also there, and I'm just like, this is this is literally I finally set up my camera and I le- raise my eyes and I look up at the side and there's this this, this fucking drunk guy. It looked like Mayor Media on the track. Um, anyway, they roll it. They literally had to roll him off the track. He was so drunk they couldn't. He, he yeah, couldn't I saw feet, the so. rolling part. The rolling okay, so part was the okay. best, dude. Okay, I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad so I saw the guy that. roll him, and I was like, <laughs> if he's just been tackled, you think you'd aggressively push back, but he just let the guy roll him off the track. <laughs> so you saw, okay, so that's amazing. You guys saw the love it. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So literally, but I didn't Jackson, see that. That's where Jackson almost got clothesline. He, I didn't see that part. Well, I mean, I know he's still coming down, but. Okay, so then Jackson does enter sight, and then literally as he's gone off the, the Red Bull scrub jump, um, which uh, a special mention to Loris Verger yet again and Antoine Vidal, best two scrubs of the final. Um, Jackson goes past, and then in the background of the shot, just like uh, Benoit's run, there's people on track, and there's other guys that were taking photos still behind that, and they literally got blocked. They couldn't get a shot of, of Jackson crossing the finish line because there was already a storming of the troop. Now, Sebastian Schick was in the other media zone. And also, while this dude was rolling down the track and getting rolled, he saw a bunch of spectators right on the side of the track, on the inside of the finish bowl. So there were these metal, like, T-barriers. They had quickly, like, unclipped. They'd done unclipped. It was like a military operation. They'd unclipped. So Jackson was near the rock garden. They, like, popped the the one that keeps the side barriers down, like the, the T. They'd 
pre, it was like a premeditated thing. They were basically ready to storm. And Jackson enters the finish bowl, takes the win. The the, the cross supports pre unpop. Fucking fence goes down. Jackson's coming in. Then this the security that's in the finish bowl, um, partly to keep the area safe for for everyone and to keep us photographers out these days. He sees in the behind Jackson this mass of people running down the track, and then suddenly this fucking taking of the storming of the Bastille in uh, Quebec. Uh, people in the finish bowl, and then he just like first thing he does is is like he's probably thinking I've got to keep the riders safe and get or get him to the TV interview. I don't know what he's thinking, but what he basically did is just he like went to grab Jackson, but Jackson's short, so he ended up like a high rugby tackle, and and there and then Laurie was trying to hug Jackson, and he got an elbow. Laurie hit the ground, bleeding nose, and this is to keep the riders safe. It was a bit it was a bit overstepping, but um, there was a lot going on in the finish in, in finish area, Andrew. Um, that was it's just they these are those these are those events that you that you remember and this is why i still like sometimes on first day practice and you're shooting like b practice at 8 a.m and there's like no riders and it's like what am i doing here another year and then you have a day like yesterday and it's like fuck that's what i'm doing here it's yeah i know and that's i mean back to why the races still do it like when i traveled to fort william i was like what have i done so far to get you it's miserable and then you watch the race and you're like this is incredible i'd pay my own money to get here you know and we keep exactly. saying you've got to get to a race if you haven't and and jackson said he wanted to do the bike flip thing i mean my brother have learned it on a hardtail uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. step off the bike and your... then you hold it in your one hand and then the bike does like kind of not really a tail but does like a 360 and then you can get back to it but he says you've got to take a glove off, at right? the bottom so he uh, yeah, oh, it would you... be easier to get it done with a glove off, but he said it was too busy. So clearly he had it in his head. I'm going for where the win. If hear... I win, I'm going to pull the Stevie bike flip. Where did you I hear don't know. that? He said I, in I, one yeah. of the interviews. I think that, okay. I think that was that in maybe when the, when the broadcast cornered him. Yeah, that would have been great. We've had some epic tangents. Um, I don't want to, yeah. I want to try give everyone credit. We can never give like perfect amount to everyone and women as well. But Gaetan yeah. Vige, has he only done Man. two World Cups this year? Because I've seen him in practice. I thought I saw him in Leo Gang. But, I mean, that's I, where I'm, the sport's at. you got seven different winners in eight rounds, or nine if you count Worlds. So hmm. eight different winners in nine rounds. And then you've got Gaetan Vige. You're like, he's been at it for a long time. He's been on factory teams. He's been off. And when he puts it together, he like pops himself on the podium. You're like... Well, how do we it's, only have 30 in the final? Like, there's so many dudes that can get top 10s yeah. or podium or win. It's The, the sport is yeah. crazy at the moment. It really has changed. And for the better, there's more competition. And and that's why I do like the fact that, A, it was a fair race, but I do like it when there's a gnarly conditions or a gnarly track where where literally the you see new faces like Gayton, like Ethan, in the podium or in the top 10 that aren't normally there, solely on pure fucking riding skill and talent and some of the established guard or the usual guys that are prepared better, mentally better, train better, train harder, have a stronger factory team, they the normal sort of people that you expect. Um, but sometimes when there's a gnarly conditions, um, then you do get these these rarer visits to the top 10 and, and in this case to the podium with Vige. I mean, he's a hardline rider. He's like, 
Um, yeah, but it's just nice to see it. He's the Kakaldi of the World Cups, doesn't he? He he almost wins practice all the time. He's quite rapid he, in practice a lot. He's 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 super strong and um and it's just nice that like he's able to just get a podium. And I, I think that uh, Loic said like out of all the people when he looked up and he saw like Vige was there, he was like, "What are you doing here? You know, like how come? Why?" Um, and, it's, and, and it's, it's not like it's not he like hasn't it's, been there. yeah exactly and it's but it's not like when you come down at lord and you look up and it's literally you can't do a run in the rain at lord you know and you have a surprising top you know people on the hot seat but um so it's cool that you have a few gnarly events like ludenville um and a few sketchier yet fair events like this one where guys can rise to the top based on on sheer talent um yeah uh yeah, and I, I don't know all the details behind Vija's like missing the f- first half of the season, um, but yeah, so he, he's got to, it's too, it's, it's when these guys put in the hard work and then miss out bits of the season. It, it's anyway, what a better way to finish a year going into the off season for um, you know just for that to pick up the tools and put do the hard work and do the graft. Like if you have a, a you know like Vija. It just makes the off season like a hundred times better, you know. Regardless of mm. him being noticed, yeah, that's really cool. Up to level support, just it's just like the payoff, you know. There's, there's anyway, yeah. What a lad. Yeah, and you've got the likes of Bernard Kerr on the podium again. Um, we know all know Andy Kolb's like podium regular and yeah. and winning. I think there's a few guys that are seriously sort of stepped up, and to me. The changing of the guard, you speak about it over the last few years. Like it's yes, Loic won the title. Yes, he's the most experienced. He's of the elderly statesmen of some of these guys. The changing of the guard is a hundred percent happened. Yeah. You know, this the younger crop, the you can't like these bets you're taking. Okay, cool. Well, let's have a few bets on the winner of the first World Cup next year. Well, I ain't putting my money down. Hell no. Yeah. How do I know yeah. who's gonna win? There's how many well, names I mean, in the hat now of people that have won, people that have won this year, and people that could win. Yeah, I mean the the top ten, uh, you know, other than other than Ethan and um, Viz, the rest of the eight riders were kind of the established sort of top riders. But then just outside of the top ten, we got you know Baptiste Perron, we got Ocean again, like in twelfth. We got Dylan Maples, his career best result. Like, I mean, what a Talking about full that full that was older, but David Palizzaro, um, the Italian, um, it's uh, and Richie Rude. I mean, there's uh, it's it's like you said, there's um, new names that are becoming regulars. But what a story with uh, Dylan Maples, just to seeing, just actually now realizing, forty two plate in thirteenth. I mean, Vija's like an eighty something plate, which was also one of the bets with TJ. But to see. Um, yeah, to see Dylan Maples, like what he was able to do with the Comensal Makov team by pre- earning a spot, like he's kind of was the reserve rider, like in F1 when they bring in a, a replacement driver. Um, once they'd lost both Thibaut and Almery, it was hats off for them for doing that. Um, and look what he's able to achieve with a little bit of extra help, you know, a little bit less of him doing his own stuff on the bike or, or just, yeah, it's... Um, it goes to show it takes does take two you know you can get there on your own like like they like like they have um but then having the backing of a of a solid and experienced team maples are this best results of the year and uh, a couple of races now 
Yeah, yeah, you know who Dylan Maples. Yeah, yeah, I've been following yeah, yeah. that story as well, and yeah. I and I followed. He really like his technique looks great. Like, I think it was going to come, and it's nice that it just helped. It wasn't sort of yeah. too much pressure. Like I'm on a factory ride. I have to prove myself, and you'd have a bunch of crashes and an injury. He's given himself a bit of time. There was a lot of patience there. I think with with Maples, and that's really cool when you see that come through. Um, and especially yeah. going into an off season, maybe that helps with some of the contracts and and things like that what's going to be interesting is maybe before we segue to the women and i'm sure we'll come back is so someone like gwyn like the sport's gone up another notch more riders yeah. in the in the fray and you know he's been commenting how fast the guys are going and you've got people like maybe before we go we got the gwyn who that's going to be a question mark but we know how fired up he'll be and then dakota norton who's had another crash and then surprised himself with the time at the bottom. And yeah. he had a flat. He yeah. like rode a flat through the finish line. And it's like he's saying, I'm willing to crash to get the win. So I'm willing to ride that speed, that raises edge, because that's what it takes. So that's another guy like stepping up. He'll be in that winner's circle before you know it. You know, he's sort of got the confidence and the speed. It's just going to have to click on a certain track. Yeah. 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 It's interesting to see. There's all the rumors. Um, we're not sure what's happening with intense uh for both gwyn and dakota um and interesting to see if if there can be a team of the nature that gwyn needs to even come back to race you know he's got decisions to make and a lot of it might be outside of his hands in terms of new teams big teams or if there is a spot in a team um dakota being the Dakota's in a really good place, being the fastest uh, unsigned rider going into the year. All the other riders ahead of him, sort of on paper and on potential, are all locked in. So Dakota, there's always that one guy that will 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 do well on the you know, like next year whoever's up will actually do really well because there's not a lot of guys up and there's and there's not going to be a lot of new teams. So there's there's going to he's going to basically demand and supply here. But this year, Dakota's in the driver's seat when it comes to negotiations, and he's going to be the one benefiting most. And then, you know, people like Ethan Craig that I told him in the beginning of the week, do not sign anything this week, wait till Monday. And like, it's a gamble because he's literally in negotiations with a couple of people and he didn't and, and fucking he's on the podium. So <clears throat> literally, he, I don't know how much more. Imagine he signed a contract last friday and then signing a contract this monday like how much more do you ask because you can get second in the world and, and beat Loke bruni like how, how much do you think andrew like if he could have got like 70k now you can get 100k like what like what 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 is that worth you know I, i'm a bit out of touch with i'm less out of the touch so i don't want to let on too much but that is worth yeah, something so he went from no podium yeah. to ticking a podium yeah, if, if you're saying, I don't know what he's on, I don't know what he's going to get or what he could get, but if you say he was offered 70, this well, is all no, hypothetical. I'm just don't sort of that's hypothetical. It's just yeah. a number. Okay, let's yeah, just yeah. throw the number out there. Then afterwards, you're damn well worth 90 to 100 because that's, I mean, I think the podium guys are closer to six figures. So, and again, don't quote me on it. I think, but on that point, right? So, yes, that's a tough place to be, but... If you have a contract before the race and it's pretty decent, yeah. yes, you could bet on yourself. Whether you signed it or not, I would say that 
it takes the pressure off at the final race versus someone that goes, my inbox is empty and my phone's not ringing. That's a really tough place to race from. Yeah. yeah. I just think. Um, and then back to the Gwyn thing and even the DAC thing. Yes, supply and demand, but maybe unpack that. So for Gwyn, it could be a challenge because of who he is, what sort of salary he uh, demands as well as deserves for what he brings to the yeah. table. And sometimes sure. the budgets at these companies are not there in, that, in this contract cycle. Yes, exactly. Um, and and that's where we have Dak. this, yeah. Dak could, and Dak could be the fastest rider available, but people go, but I've only got money for a top 10 guy. That's my budget. And then Dak's saying, but <laughs> I'm a race winner type guy. Yeah. I need yeah, triple yeah. that. And then, True. you know, so it's like there's supply and demand, but there's if teams don't have budgets and because of this sort of the plateau in the club. industry, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it can, he might be one of the most unlucky guys with teams folding and cycles and stuff like that. I hope he gets yeah. what's, yeah. what's deserved now um, this year. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 100%. Yeah, you, you're right. Um, what I have noticed, and it's exactly what you've just said, you've, you've, um, you're actually 100% right, Andrew. There is actually a lot more interest in top 10, top 20 riders right now. And um, this year, because no one's able to sort of come to the table with like solid outlandish offers and contracts, they've all actually got very, very, very good bonuses built in higher caps higher bonuses for for podiums um so you hit the nail on the head like this is what you know you might not the companies can't afford a, a contract but they can roll the dice on or you know they can invest in bonuses and stuff so i think that's where we're at this year there's a lot of a lot of guys in that um top 10 to top 20 that are free agents and um yeah, the bonus structures are, are definitely looking good for next year, if not the complete contract, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say it in tongue-in-cheek. The riders got themselves to blame. Bloody seven different winners this year, or eight different winners. So, like, yeah. everyone's Who market share has gone up, and the market's, yeah. and the market's busy declining, you know? It's, it's like, yeah. it's so ironic. But uh, yeah. over to the ladies, obviously, I mean, okay, I'm not taking anything away. She won three of the four splits or four of the five, smashed yeah. everyone. Not yeah. everyone stayed on their bike. And I'm going to say this. First, I should say Veronica Wittman deserves credit because people are like, everyone crashed. She decided not to crash. She mentioned that. She knew it was tough. People would make mistakes. Like part of racing is a strategy and how fast you're going to ride. And she decided to stay on the bike in the rocks, which she did. And she's got her best result. So that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh yes, she didn't crash, but also before the rain and in the dry, she looked better than she has all all week and TJ who's the filmer for 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 their team, that was one of his bets. He like he bets says like Vera's going to be awesome. on the podium and some and someone so it's cool to bet on your own rider, but he's also he's he's TJ is looking at riders every single run, just like me. And he knew that wasn't a, a, a outlandish bet. And I uh, forget who he took the bet with, but basically he's like, that's a big call. Cause she hasn't had like, she hasn't had a, like a, a bad year, but she also hasn't been someone you'd bet for the podium, you know? And he bet her on the podium and she didn't just get on the podium because she didn't crash on the rock. She rode good all weekend. So I'm really glad it did end up on the podium for her, for, for her this weekend. 
I sorry, I agree. Like it didn't come out yeah. exactly how I was intending. So I'm no, glad no, no, you stepped you're, in know. there. But I mean, her, her yeah. first her first split is fourth. So it's like, hang on, she's riding the pace. It's not like she was exactly. ninth at the first split and then everyone exactly. fell off. Um, and speaking of that, I mean, Marine is on a tear though. Yes, she crashed, but first at the first split, second, and then second, and she is 0.5 back from Valley. So there was a race on our hands. There was yeah. a race on our hands there in the ladies. It wasn't a 13-second gap. Credit to her. She laid down incredible season to Valley. I mean, so awesome to see. But to see Marine back there fighting properly, you know, not just when Valley's not around, she can win. It's no. Yeah. She's now going to put and, the pressure on Valley going into next year. Yeah, and and the same goes same same goes for Tane. You know, it's taken both it's taken both Tane and Marine sort of a whole a whole year, um, if, you know, if not even more, you know, this has been like a, sure, almost like a, a train, like how to, you know, train yourself back up to race pace for, for both of them. And, um, you know, you said Marine took the first split and, and uh, Tani was second at the first split. So both of them are, you know, and we'll see, you know, hopefully see um, Marine Nicole back next year. So, you know, um, yeah, it's good. It's going to be, it's we've kind of missed them being within touch and 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 challenging you know um Valle for the win in the beginning of the year was mostly like Nina that was was the the big challenge to um to Valle so you know if we have Pom Pom back and we have Tani back we have Marine back we've got Millet that's clicked into another gear from the midpoint of the season um yeah so uh, like next year it's going to be sort of like the last two or three years before this is going to be um like quite solid and, and hard. it's going to be race, you know, it's going to be, I don't want to say proper racing. It's going to be even more exciting racing in the, in the women's next year. Cause everyone's looks like they, you know, ready to battle again. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Cause Pom Pom, you know, hearing her, she's like, yeah, some of the conditions were tough and it's a lot of stress, but she wants to be back there. Like she's really seems hungry and watching these, these ladies do what they do. And, and you mentioned it, Nina, I mean, she's, she talks the talk as well. She wants to win these races. Um, yeah. You know, she's not satisfied where she's at. She had obviously an horrendous race in Mount Sinan, but she's really stepped up to be there and thereabouts, like every single race. I mean, Alan and I speak about it a bit. Um, we certainly might need more than 10 in the final with the depth of field here <laughs> in the ladies. That's, that's going to yeah. be one challenge. There's going to be some proper names maybe missing out here and there with everyone healthy and stuff. This was the first year with um, with a new organization, not just for the broadcast, but for changing, setting some of the, defining what downhill is as a sport and the, and the rules and, and, and the structure and the calendar and the schedule. You know, are we going to see the semifinal disappear or was it, uh, was it a well-liked or well-received or well um the broadcast numbers like you know are we going to see a higher number in the final but not as high as 60 and do away with the semi or like what, what's going to happen out there so there's a lot lot of um stuff that remains to be seen um and we'll see you know the next year's openers in fort william followed by poland so uh it's going to be you know we'll see come next um is it may beginning of may yeah 
Well, I mean, we said we need to get through a year and everyone had their opinions and stuff, but the sport is certainly alive and kicking and the riders just put on a show. I mean, the scripts and the storylines and the stuff we got, you know, sometimes I get on these calls and I'm, okay, we had another race. I'm like, wow, we certainly did have a race. Like, didn't expect that. Or how, you know, the winning, you know, Kolb in Austria and Jackson in Mount Sinan and, I mean, technically Loic won in France and then Benoit got his first race in France, but you'd probably pick Leger to win a race over Ludenville for the crowds. You know, Valley doing what she did. I mean, yeah. It's like you can't, it's just incredible. I'm actually speechless, so that doesn't happen too often. This this like four second win margin with Jackson and, and a double digit win margin. Like Rachel's the only one that's had double digits in the, in the, in the recent memory. She's had it a couple of times. Um, and yes, some of the other faster riders crashed in the rocks and that, and that is the 10 seconds. Um, but like how easy or enjoyable must Valley's race run have been for her. Um, so always Sunday morning, I make a point of like dipping my head in because the, the, a lot of the men aren't there yet. Um, so I dip my head in literally in with those three, um, Marine, Nina and Vale, and just seeing the complete, the usually the mood's pretty similar in the, in all three of those pits and in, in warm up morning before on race day, and it was the same Nina and um, Marine like just quiet and and uh, focused, and uh, I'm like quite fly on the wall, like maybe I give them a nod or a smile, but I'm not like their buddy anymore. I'm not chatting. Uh, <laughs> with Vale, I'm sort of eavesdropping, just keeping you know let, letting them continue. But she's on the on the warm up bike, and her and Greg are like talking, and I'm like, okay, they're, they're you know planning how to, how to handle today, and then I'm like, what am I hearing? And and they whole what they were talking about, they were discussing how many drinks she should have before she does her finish line interview. Okay, she's already she's already wrapped the title up, so she knows regardless of how she finishes on the day, she's going to get pulled in for the overall interviews. Um, and and this is what they were like. This is this is her biggest worry of the day. And now, as an athlete, to ride with such free freedom and weight off your shoulders, and all you think about, they settled on two drinks. By the way, they decided that two drinks. I was going to ask. With, I was going to ask. Yeah, she comes across as a very chatty and personable, and, and but it, and like Greg, and I'm like Greg. And then how many drinks does she become like drunk, basically? And he's like. Uh, three so it was literally like you know when you're playing <laughs> you know when you're playing like pool and you have that like you you play your pool game increases or darts or whatever and when you've had three four and then at some point you're like that four or five beer you but the best pool game but then you have one more like uh, i guess that's valley's you know when she goes to three um then it's just too much and uh, as these trained athletes are so that was uh imagine now going on the start gate and it's like hey i can like have fun showcase my riding but it's not the kind of conditions you can have fun in you know there's a lot of lot of risk and but man you know 10 second plus margin and uh, hats off to her she's like a worthy winner worthy having sewn it up with a race to spare and then able to have fun on the run but still put down a heater you know awesome it's so cool and and she's only 21 so she wants to be a 21 year old and go have an off season and and i think the more she does that you know balance the longer she'll stay in the game you know because it really is stressful and 
you know, this pent up sort of energy that you put into a season, you can hear these riders like Loris at snowshoe was tired, mentally drained. And especially this week, probably like you said, that crash on his thumb. And it's, it's uh, yeah, I understand that feeling all too well um, when you could just relax and stop thinking about the next race and the next tires uh, set up and suspension and all yeah. that. So yeah, I mean, incredible it's- for her. And that is awesome insight that they were able to sort of enjoy the last race, wrap the title yeah. up, come and ride your bike, enjoy it. And you know, we did forget and no, so sorry, Cammy, Cammy should be back next year. So you forgot about the danger woman, the danger woman. She'll be hungry for next year. So imagine. I guess what I meant is the like Tanya Marine have come they've taken a long time to get back from injury we've seen with cammy like when she's back she's back there's, there's no like taking time to get back from injury. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's she's hungry um and when, when someone's like she's like posting shots from last year at monsonan like you know she's very 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 much in the game mentally and wants to be there physically you can tell kind of by what what they're watching and paying attention some people like don't want to watch the live feed or if they injured or whatever she's and hundred percent a competitor and she's watching everything that goes on and talking about next year um, and being prepared. And we're talking about Vali is going to have a good off season and, and have her two drinks um, before the interview and probably more drinks after she's already got next year's bike and she's already testing it. And she's already going to be doing who has Vali. I'm sure, I'm not sure. Was she obviously can, until, uh, until January 1st. Can you tell like, us which one, I was going to say, so you can't tell me which one it is, so it's not a trick. Well, no, trick might have a new bike, so she's going to be on a new new bike. Uh, she's going uh, to be filming her. De- <laughs> she's, going to be filming, she's going to be filming a death grip part on the new bike because death grip was meant to come out before Christmas. This is probably the biggest. Like we maybe not allowed to talk about death grip, but um, she will be filming her death grip part on the new bike because I guess death grip's coming out after January first now. Oh, I. I'm not taking that out. She's... It's not my fault if you weren't meant to say that. I'm not I taking mean, any of that out. Do you see that little skinny thing that Brendan's got going on this year at Rampage? Oh, my God. I'm going so nervous for those guys. The canyon thing. Just everything. I know. I lose <laughs> just everything. Just we are everything so, you, you're just a proper father now, Sven. You're like, Jeez. actually, you're a proper father talking now. Of, you know what it's like to being, have a child. Talking of being a father, like... um. So this finish bowl, super thick with crowd, um, and 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 now I've got like a backpack on, and I've got tripods and umbrellas, like making my backpack wider, and I'm like running to move from spot to spot. You've got like three or four minutes, three minutes to get to another spot, see if it works, get set up. But sometimes you have got to go from A to B, and it's quite further than three or four minutes. So like for Vija's run, I literally like was in complete no man's land. Fourth splits up. I looked up and I didn't really have a shot. And I just, just like, tried to get a shot of Vish. And also, I kind of wasn't worried that I wasn't in a spot. I used him as the guy. Okay, I can move while Vish is going because, like, if I miss him, it doesn't he's, matter. Because he's not going to get on the podium. Because he's not going to get on the podium and he's not a, he's not a client rider of mine. So I'm like, I'm, I can miss Vish. It's not the end of the world. Fuck, dude, it's one of my best we photos. We love you, from Vige, the but it's fair. It's one of, no, no, it's one is of it? my best photos. Yeah, yeah, it's just a random, like, I'll just okay, do let's, a pan. I'll do a pan. Let's and, try and, um, clip like, this. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you, yeah. Uh, and I've got, like, two shots of him. Um, 
and same with Bernard. I was also in, no, not, sorry, Bernard, I, I kind of did want to be in a good spot, but I got, the crowd was um, so intense that I got, I had to climb a pole because I got to the spot and I couldn't see over the heads of the crowd. And I just saw this fence, snow blowing fence pole and I just climbed up it and I got actually two sick shots of Bernard as well. Uh, but I was using him as my move guy because um, anyway, but I digress. Talking about, what do you say about kids uh, now because I'm a dad? So I'm running through and normally I would be like, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, sorry. But now everywhere I saw, there were fucking French poodles and babies. I don't know what's going on in Montserrat. There's more babies <laughs> on backpacks and front packs and on father's shoulders. Everywhere I just saw babies and poodles. And I swear to God, I was just like, no, that's why I that's... couldn't. For, for Bernard, for Bernard and, and Vige, I couldn't get to spots because there were too many fucking babies and poodles. And now, as you said, I'm a, like, I'm a dad. So I'm like, Normally, I would just charge through and my tripod or my umbrella would like clip people and I would just be noisy <laughs> and but still manage to get through. But now I've been way more um, considerate being a father. And I was like, dude, I, was like, I can't like even come close to tapping this baby with my tripod or, or umbrella because I know it. Imagine you knock a baby with your fisher. But it's the, I don't know the word, what it's called, but you know when you're buying a new car and you keep seeing the car on the road? Like you want to buy this new car and then you just suddenly oh, so like, maybe, wow, there's so yeah, yeah, many yeah, yeah. Audis on the road. But now you're like, I'm, yeah. you know, like you're missing, you're missing Ziggy. So you're like, you've just got like this subconscious thing about babies. But the worry is, are you getting a poodle? Why are you seeing so many poodles? No, dude, I've all the dogs, they were just these, and they were the big poodles. They weren't the little ones. They no, were these, it's like, a sign, dude. It's a sign. It's a sign. Never. I'm going to message Anka. You're getting a poodle. I'm not a poodle. Not definitely uh, not a poodle guy. Not a poodle guy. <laughs> Especially like you those be, poodles that they take. What would the, the you tall, be the in a dog? Poodles? What would you? I wonder what your spirit dog uh, would be. Like, what would your dog? You know, like Adel's owner looks like its dog. Adel Terry. Who? Adel Terry. I don't know what an Adel Terry is. Okay, I'll the look smartest, it up. Adel Terry. Maybe we can. Adel Terry. They use it to hunt lions, and um, and um, they're just super smart. And I had Adel Terriers a whole growing up as a youth, so I'm going for Adel Terry. They, and they're super like, annoying and argumentative. <laughs> yeah, they're stubborn. They definitely have their own. They're stubborn. Mind. That's a better word. That's a better word. They're stubborn. Yeah. I think we've done pretty well here. We've had a pretty yeah. civil conversation about racing, but we agree on a lot of points. There were mostly a lot of points to agree on. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask you. So the what, tape. What, that? what happened in the juniors? Snow was there something in the juniors? Was there anything in the juniors or the seniors um, that we missed? They removed the bunting tape. Did you like it for photos or not? A hundred percent. I don't know if they did that at Snowshoe. It was better for photos. It did look quite cool, I must say, like where they removed most of the bunting. No. Are you you talking about the little bits that used to be between the green poles now and then? You talking about that or are you talking about in general? Yeah. Everything? Yes. That's what I'm – no, not in general. I'm not – no, no, no. I'm talking about the little green bits. They did – they – Basically took I, the little green bits away. They could hook your pedal. That bit. I want. I wondered if they just hadn't shipped any to to US and Canada, but um, <clears throat> it it wasn't an issue. Um, <laughs> and the live feed, um, you pretty much are they covering like top to bottom, uh, except for uh, last weekend where they missed a very key part of the track. Um, you know, you you uh, you, you can't go outside the tape anyway there's marshals and telephones so you don't really need it and if it's a bit safer for the riders without it then then but as a photographer fuck it's amazing when we go back to the enduros and then there's this um horrible like course tape that's sagging come race day 
it's been stretched by the wind. It's been stretched to the crashes. There's knots and the, the poles in the wrong place. Um, the, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love the, it's hard for me to think how, how we like, imagine going back to taped courses. We'd, it would be like going back to the fifties. It would be horrible. Actually, the 50s yeah, John, you said cool in the ones. woods, it's it's the woods on the broadcast is tough to see because you can't you can't always see where the edge of the track is. So it kind of looks like the guy's just ripping through his local woods. But out in the yeah, open, when and visually, a, I was I liked it when those S turns. Yeah, yeah the kink. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, did he? And sometimes it is looks he close to the edge. Looks, did he set it up? Some, what happened? And sometimes it looks like they cut a course because of the angle of the of the of the camera. And actually, a couple of riders do say, like, especially when they turn it up on their race runs and they blow wide, it's like they say that a tape would help them stay on course. But then also then equally more, more riders say, come race run, you know exactly where you're going. It's not like your first practice run on the track. So, um, But I can see how it is a visual help for the riders to stay on track when you're turning it up. Uh, keeps you, or if you get offline, it's easier to see where the track boundaries are if you you know having a mishap and you're getting offline. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think everyone's in favor of 100% for that, and it's way more eco-friendly, um, I guess. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. I know it looks pro. I must say, like you've, it, it is something different. We didn't know what to make of it. Um, I didn't make a big thing of it in the pre-show because you know yeah. it, the course is going to be the course. But you know the riders oh, frozen up. So there's no normally marshals everywhere. Yeah. Um, okay, you back? Yeah. You got me. You back? Yeah. Wicked. Yeah, it must be that Saint Anne uh, internet. But you must be itching to get home. That's a long season. What are some key takeaways for you um, on the season? Like away from maybe race results or most improved riders. Like what are we? How are we leaving the season? Um, I actually, Andrew, you caught me, caught me there. I normally have an opinion or an answer for most things. I haven't literally, I haven't had a moment to reflect on the season as a, as a, from a macro on, on, on a whole, even like, man, I had a three hour finished editing on Sunday night or Saturday night from Daniel at 5am. And then I got up and shot cross country all day and then somehow fell asleep during my cross country editing and i woke up at four and finished the edit and then i got up now so i i haven't thought i just oh i guess the key takeaway is the racing it's in a very healthy healthy um place the industry is um tightening its belt in the just you know unfortunately enduro is getting a bit more of the brunt of that um there is a yeah, I think I think like you said, it's the first year. Um, the teams have, and the riders have seen. And I know the the non elite teams are not very happy with the status quo of them being sort of paying a lot more and, and getting a bit worse a deal than previous years, um, and wanting maybe more of a say, like kind of and more more information flow, more communication. I guess um, you know it's end of the season. We don't have a schedule, which I'm sure will probably drop before you even publish this podcast. But um, yeah, on whole, I'm more cared about the sport, um, and the racing is is has been awesome. Yeah, we got um, new new blood and old blood still hanging in there. So as far as the racing goes, it's 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 great. It's 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 
ended enough to make me look forward to next year and not dread next year in terms of work-wise and do I want to, how long, um, I have a milestone birthday tomorrow, so probably when this podcast's out. Um, <clears throat> and I was like, do I, can I see myself still doing this? And I was like, hell yes is the answer. Maybe I need to be like Warner and get some <clears throat> beard dye and keep me busy. Um, well, man, thanks so much for all the contributions and to the sport in general. So I would certainly agree and that I was going to say. So with it being so exciting and not being able to predict a winner makes your job way better, right? Harder, like not knowing who you're going to – who. who yeah, more difficult, but better. You don't yeah. know who you're going to have to run after to get those misspent interviews, and yeah. you're not sure who the pressure's on to get what picture for you. I mean, we do – that sucks. Like a person that dominates a sport then makes it boring. Like how ironic. So you always want a different winner. You always want to not know what horse to back. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, it's, and with riders of, say, Loix and and, you know, the fact that, yeah, I wonder it's going to take, you know, maybe that Jackson will be the next guy that will maybe sort of dominate like you were able to do a couple of years ago, you know. Um, you remember, it wasn't that long ago where we where there was only one extra spot on the podium. There was four fixtures, like those four were without fail 80% of the time going to be on the podium and there was only this, there was one guy that would rotate in to get that fifth spot, you know, or fourth spot. Um, and now... You know, the problem with me from a the only thing that's scary and, and it's tough, got to be tough for like um, Cami and, and Pom Pom and Tane and Marine, you know, the, and for the guys, you know, the, the injuries, you, you can't win a race or an overall without getting hurt along the way. And, and um, as long as we can keep pushing on rider safety, helmet safety, um, concussion protocols. It's, you know, I, I've, I've always said if we can get the World Cup numbers up, have a throwaway race, um, you know, but then will that make it better or worse? Because, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think, think uh, I think with what yeah, you've said, I think I've, it's said, be, I've said yeah. throwaway race for a while. I've said I would like yeah. a throwaway race and maybe with these courses are getting gnarlier. People are having to risk. So there's injuries. There are more flat tires. There's a lot more crashes and injuries. These, and it wasn't long ago that Amri won four races in a season. So it can still be done. And Amri is going to be back. But with the level going up, everyone's pushing each other. And that's why the crashes are happening. That's why the injuries are happening. The courses are getting taped a bit straighter to shorten them. You know, we've got to keep an eye on the course safety as well because these guys are not going to hold back. Andrew, the, the courses are not getting gnarlier. The bikes are getting faster and the riders are getting better. Fair. The the marginal, the, the, the incremental gains to suspension and tire technology and kinematics is allowing these riders to ride faster, fe feeling safer to ride faster. And yes, some of the courses are being made quicker for the live feed. So we've got to keep keep an eye on that. Um, and if you have to slow it up, then then that needs to be done because um, <clears throat> speed is what equates to serious injuries, not not um, not difficulty of track, you know. So yeah, the, it's it's pretty scary of how you know you can't you can never imagine that the sport the bikes can get better and stuff. And um, 
but it's going to be even scarier when the bikes are better and the riders are going to go even faster, you know? Shit. Yeah, so maybe that's what I mean. Like, it's a chicken before the egg because the bikes have got faster and the rider talent is increasing and they're all pushing each other. The course that was safe is now becoming less safe. Um, So, yeah, I think you've, I mean, you've summed it up there. No, I appreciate that. And and that's where the youngsters coming up, like this Asa Vermetti guy. How the hell does a kid like that go so fast? Well, the equipment. Dude, hang on. Asa. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, he's sneakily because they haven't allowed <laughs> under they haven't allowed under 18s to be course sweep because Finn like had that job and it was like basically it was like going to preschool and he learned all the World Cup tracks and then um, just smoked people. Well, anyway, so that that's not been allowed. But anyway, somehow um, being West Virginia, Asa did one day of course sweeping with a GoPro running, so he knows exactly how fast he was. Um, dude, this kid was course sweeping during elite training and. He did like three or four runs, and I saw two of those runs. He was the fastest guy, noticeably just visually, so not on the, not on stopwatch. He was the fastest guy on two sections that I saw. He does know the track. He's raced it quite a bit, so he has, I wouldn't say an advantage, because elites have been training already for two days. This was his first day on the track that that week, you know? And he was the fastest guy in two sections, Um so fuck this junior category, this junior racing is just, um, look, look where Pinkerton's ended up. I think, I believe uh, the junior winner would have been seventh in, in was it the qualies? I think the junior winner of qualies would have been seventh. Or there's something, so even, even like not having a Jackson or not having a Pinkerton racing, there's like all this junior talent. Next year, um, that little kid's, you know, he's just, and there's more, there's more, there's more in the wings. And there's a, there's a, there's a girl in the wings that's not even going to be racing next year, only the next year. And, she, and she's like already getting numbers. So holy shit. Yeah, well, it's access to information, uh, video, um, access to better bikes at an earlier stage. It's, it's no wonder. It's happening in all sports. And now we're finally seeing it in downhill. Someone at 16 can perform like that. Well, and because they've grown up with their parents, like literally their parents were racers in this modern era. The skateboarders and surfers, their parents were pro race uh, competitors. And so it's no longer like this is your kid picking up the sport for the first time in his family. Like the, they're coming from, you know, you got, yeah, you got racer parents. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Do you think, um, well, some Enduro riders Mm. coming over? Yeah, there you go. Harriet Harriet deserves a mention, throwing it on the podium. It's pretty cool for an EWS race. And Richie Rude, is he going to do more? What's the deal here? Is he going to do more downhills, less downhills? What's his deal? I'd say more. Um, the fact that he can that he can make a final, um, even even though there's a reduced field, once the reduced field makes qualifying easier, but then from qualifying in the semifinal to make finals, then it's like you're you're you, you are against the sixty best guys in the world, um, and he did you know top twenty on that with second Daniel race like on a new bike that's developing and developing you know like if I was Richie you know like. Why, why not? But, you know, obviously his bread and butter in terms of his job, his day job is, is probably when there's doubles, he will do enduro. But for sure, um, why wouldn't you, you know? Why wouldn't you? 
Why don't we go hear from some of the writers? Thanks so much to Sven Martin and also thanks to Miss Spent Summers. Go check out their website, MissSpentSummers.com. They have some awesome content and you can also find these writer interviews there. Finn, bittersweet, you did what you had to do and you attacked hard and, and it was, I can say it was paying off, it was pretty close. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say in your semi I was there and you kind of had a similar slide, your back wheel slid out on the exit of the rock garden and then this was just even slipperier, this uh, race run. Yeah, I just tried to get over the front and then the back wheel slid, or no. It was kind of the opposite. I was trying to stay over the back and the front went, and then I tried to save it the back went, and then I was like, I am going down really hard. And then I just kind of slapped the worst place to crash on the course. I have nightmares about it. And like, <laughs> I went down there, so. I mean, the, you would have heard them there because there would have been a thick crowd there, but you had the crowd from the top of the track, and, and every time the splits were there, like, it was, I got good flesh, I'm not even Canadian, just to see the, like, the patriotism. Yeah. Um, I, it's a pretty I, special feeling. I really tried my best, like, after last year, I knew that I could do something special, and, like, I didn't, I wasn't going to take anything else today. I was like, I'm winning or I'm crashing, and, like, that's kind of the answer. Which, lose, yeah. It is win or lose, because if I was going to win the overall or even move up, I had to get a win, because I knew how fast Jackson and yeah. Loic were riding. Yeah. I mean... Loris too, so I was like, I need to push, and then uh, I, it worked at the top. Like, I was riding really good. I felt super within myself. I was, like, comfortable carrying speed, and just that rock garden was way slipperier than I was expecting because yeah. it seemed like in semis it was slippery, and then it the finals... You know what? It, it wasn't way, there wasn't my own. Exactly. Yeah. So I needed to, like, either... I needed to take a different line and sort of hop that instead of hit the ledge, and I hit the ledge and then slid out. You know what's pretty cool? Um... I've spoken to a lot of people and not one person, not one, men and women have complained about the weather or the conditions. It was like, you guys are pretty, I mean, you practice all week in the dry. Everyone maybe would have liked to dry a race because you know what to expect. But yeah, like, you, not you, one of you even complains. Like, oh, I wish it wasn't like sketchy or slippery and you crashed because of the conditions and you've not even complained about that. Nah, I mean, you don't need to because that's just what it is. I mean, like in Ludonvier, they canceled the junior race because of the rain. Yeah. And like, that was like, it is what it is. That's gone past. But like, we're all talented enough. Now, that sounds like I'm too my no, own no, horn. No, but no, it's no. like across we're the field. We're yeah, mountain, but we're, we're, all, mountain, we're mountain bikers. We're all we all ride in the rain. We all ride in the dry. Yeah. And the conditions that we got are the conditions that we got. We knew it was going to rain all week, and we they were like, we expected what happened, and that's yeah. just how it was. And like, it sucks that it did rain, but like. You know, in the in the moment, you have to deal with it, and like it was kind of everybody fair, had a fair race. That for say, me, we it can. Was raining, but it was a fair. I will complain conditions. about the rain every single time. It's an unfair race, but yeah. as soon as it's a fair race, yeah. who cares? You ride in the wet and you make it happen. Exactly. Uh, what's the off season look like for you? I'm gonna take a month off here, and then back to the grind. Today was tough for me, like. As much as it's amazing for my teammate to win the overall and Jackson to win the race, it's like crazy. But it's also, it's also for me, like that's hard it's a punch. It's, it's like a, it's, it's a double slap in the face a little bit because it's like I love, like I, I care about those guys and I want them to. You want to well. be Loic and you want to be Jackson. Yeah, for sure. But it's also like in the moment, it's like we're in Canada. I want to be that guy. You want to, yeah. And then I also want to be the guy on the team. And it's like today I kind of failed. So I. I would call it a fail. You, no, I mean you, I you gave it my hard. shit yeah, and yeah. it just didn't work out. So. It's tough, but uh, we'll work on the bike. We'll work on myself. I'll try and come back better I mean, next and, year. And you and, had uh, in the middle of the season, you, I mean, you fucking. You I like DQ'd a race. DQ yeah, I, I broke something. And yeah. I might have broken something today, but the beer's making me feel good, so whatever. Um, I think that 
come back better next year and uh, we'll give it another shot. I need to avoid the DQs and the zero point races because that killed that, me. That I mean, it absolutely might, killed me. You might have been just defending instead of attacking. It, it might have been a completely different story. So it's frustrating, but here we are and that's the way the season goes. And uh, next year we'll come back and try and make the most of it because I'm only 24 and hey, I you, got a long career ahead of me. So When you DQ'd, because like, if you had pushed around the pole, how many 30 points? 30 points. Like, I wouldn't have moved anything. Okay, so you, it wouldn't have changed the overall? No. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, man. What a great year. Ups and downs, highs and lows. But I was like, you didn't win the Rainbow jerseys, so you're going to go hard for the overall. Nah, for sure. The Rainbow this year was missed a little bit. Like, I was close, but didn't make it happen. So the overall was a big goal. After Andorra, I was a little bit uh, down, and then we still had a lot of races to go. I didn't know if it was possible. Last week was a big tumble. Like, I was yeah. struggling to come back and held it all together today. So, barely, but it was enough. So, it, super with, happy. With, with uh, a couple of riders being so close, I'm going to say it was harder to be in your shoes than to be in, like, Finn and Jackson's shoes. Because they, they knew so. they could risk all. And it doesn't matter if they crash, but you couldn't risk it. I think so. Like, I had everything to lose. You know, I was yeah. leading since Ludonville. Yeah. Um, Leger was hard. Snowshoe was good until it was really hard with the crash. So I was, like, in a difficult position. And then today I was just, I had to defend it more than anything else. So, so when you're defending, are you getting reports that there's a really sketchy exit on the rock garden? Like... Do you chill in your runs anywhere, somewhere, or like how do you I, how do you do a run like that? I didn't know how to approach my run. I was a little bit struggling with the mindset at the start, but I I kept it chill. I didn't really push much. Like, I made some mistakes, but I just wanted to stay on the bike. And um, the rocks was not so good. Like the run itself was just like a bit tight itself, but I rode well. Like it was not disgusting, yeah. but compared to what Jackson did, it was far from the level so but, but I was not riding for the race win today so I was it's gonna okay. say if you rode at Jackson's level you might have thrown the win away. Exactly and it, and the track was so hard like with the rain, not much practice on the wet, everything was no, really zero practice on the wet. Pretty much zero Unless practice. Unless you count semi as a practice run. Nah it was it was tricky as and I just uh tried to adapt as good as I can. You know wet is not my favorite so I was You keep saying that but yet you've been doing well in the wet too. Yeah third today is quite good to be honest and um well, it doesn't matter at the end. I feel like the whole goal was to win the overall. And with Loris, Finn, and Jackson being chasing, like the chaser, it was like super tough because it's not one guy to manage. There's like three. Did you know when 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 Loris crashed? Did you know? Because because if Loris won, you would have had to go a little bit harder. And if Jackson won, not as hard. You know, like yeah, yeah. Did, was it people telling you information? That's the question. Yeah, I had the infos at the top, which okay, was because you, yeah. you are you the guy that wants. The I info, don't like the infos. Or just but today you needed the info, huh? I don't like usually having infos at the top. Today I had them. You need, you, didn't know I, I what to do with them. Needed to do, you needed the info today. Didn't know what to do with the infos because Loris was still there. You know, it was not so bad. Like it, no. Finn crashed, but Loris yeah. didn't. Yeah. Loris was still like fifth or something when I started, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like... So you like in the start I was thinking, alright, I need a, I don't need a top two run, I need a top five, five run. Yeah, and I just didn't know how to ride. I was like, yeah. what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Then I just tried to keep it on two wheels. I pushed in some sections really tight in others, and uh, the crowd was amazing. Yeah. 
I just tried to enjoy as much as I could, but I was not really riding. It wasn't fun. It was like a lot of on the line, and I just struggled to hold it together. Aaron Gwynn showed us that you can ride a good race in the rain here. So is that that would have also been in your head, like knowing you can push on? No, for sure. This track can can be fast in the wet. I've seen it in the past. Yeah. But with the other guys being also really good on the wet, like it doesn't matter really. Like, yeah. It was. It didn't mean anything. It was just like up to me. Yeah. to not fuck it up and it was just like so easy to do yeah, yeah. to just Did make that, a mistake because then the exit of that rock on was sketchy in the semi and, and you got stuck in that little crack and yeah. uh, again uh, that like you rode in that crack on the exit no, I didn't I didn't ride the rock garden good at all like yeah. I was so tired physically also like the track the semis everything was super dif difficult and Jackson was fucking unreal like to be honest like his level and his Freshness, his the margin was big for today's Daniel, but also he he had to win and then he had to let wherever you finished fall in, in fate basically. Yeah, nah, it was it was a good race. I'm really happy that he Good it, for Canada to get the story. We yeah, have the story. No, the, we have the, the crowd overall. the crowd from last year's Finn winning last year, the yeah. crowd was amazing. Jackson winning again this year, I feel like the crowd will be amazing next year. So for racing, for the sport it's amazing and uh, I feel like I've, I've done my job now. It was not the best riding ever, but at least I can go off-season, recover, and enjoy this win, even though it was not the best, but it still and, feels good. And a quick uh, nod of the, the hat to, to Vij and yeah. Ethan on the podium there first. It was Pretty insane. Amazing. Yeah, Vijay being on the podium, I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you, you come across the line and you, you obviously like start looking like who's, the, who, who's on the hot seat, right? Right, nah, like I knew he was good here. He was super good in the semifinals, but I did not expect him at all. So big hats off. He's really good rider. Not so lucky with everything. So I hope he finds his way for yeah. the racing because I think he loves racing, but awesome. definitely cool for him. All right, man. Um, enjoy the off season. And uh, hey, nice to end the year like this for, for Canada and for you. For sure. Awesome. Couldn't be better. Right, Thank dude. you. And oh, one thing. It used to be like Finn was like this like the super scrub guy and you were the race guy and you were you're keeping it real all week long. Yeah, I don't know, sometimes you feel a little bit more the groove, more the things, you doesn't matter but I'll, I'm not too bad. I'm not too shabby. Yeah, yeah. You, you got enough if youth I, in you. Yeah, Jackson. Yeah. He's not the only young guy. Nah, I've got it. I've got it. I'll, got, keep, got it, got I'll it. keep you on your toes. Okay, sure. last one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack, how long have you been doing this? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Around 25. 25? Yeah, 25 here. What was your first year in Montserrat? Do you remember? Uh, 98. For the wars. Who, who were you working with uh, then? For the French team. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who won 98 Worlds? Uh, Nico and Fabien in the junior. Okay, so you yeah. had a successful, uh, successful first visit to Montenegro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. MSC is the hardest time you could remember. It's like yeah, it's like no home, but yeah, yeah. Speak French and it's like yeah, it's like like home. How does the, how does the French sound to your ear? Wow, uh, sometimes <laughs> we don't understand, but <laughs> it's a real French. It's not like in the south. Coming in the south, it's like. In the south, it's a bull. It's you, you croak, you know the words, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, here's the real French. Okay. <laughs> and um, how many years now have you worked with Loic? Mm, 13. 13. Yeah, yeah. It'd be impossible to 
finish your career with anybody else. I mean, it would make, be, make no sense. Yeah, for, uh, we try for that and yeah, for sure I want to keep uh, the same feeling with him and we try to to, link, to get in the in the end. So if you wanted to retire, would you have to wait for Loic to retire or would you retire together? Well, how would that work? Because I mean, imagine you retired. What the hell would Loic do? That's the that's the yeah, bigger yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know that it's like the big deal at the yeah. moment because yeah. we. You both getting older, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm 53, and then uh, maybe we keep again like uh, maybe four years again with specialized, and it's yeah. like a new block, like uh, going to the 56 or 57. Yeah, yeah. And after I don't know. <laughs> then you actually are almost ready for retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, do, what do you like to do in the off-season or what do you like to do that's not bike-related? What are some of your other passions? Uh, I like like motorbike. Yeah, you, you, you ride as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, is it MX or Enduro? Uh, no, MX, only MX. Yeah. But uh, why not? If problem with the shoulder and then... Why not just like the road bike and the hay bike and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of hills near near you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because I live near the Momentu and yeah, it's pretty sick uh, climb yeah. for me. Man, well, uh, we see how the story keeps unfolding with your your career. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you going um, Are you gonna be happy when we can? take the covers off or it's almost like looks kind of cooler now we've all got used to it it's like it's keep it on forever actually yeah 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 i don't know yeah uh, it's pretty strange with without because yeah. it's like wow he's naked the yeah, bike yeah. he's naked <laughs> he's <laughs> put a, sh- a, a yeah, dre- yeah. dress on yeah 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 but uh yeah for sure we removed uh soon so jackson i'll set the scene here for this interview jackson's did you do your piss test jackson I've done my piss test. You I, get think the re- I, I think I got the fastest piss test done as well. The I fastest? In, I was in and out in about 10 minutes. Got like 120 mils over the amount. No, it was no, great. You think you'll pass? Uh, you are too, right? I definitely didn't take any drugs. So you know, have you noticed that they always test two riders plus pivot? <laughs> <laughs> pivot is always the random. <laughs> Yeah, it seems uh, it seems odd that it's actually not a random test and it's just those boys. But Jackson, whatever. Um, you've got a massive yeah. crowd, so we're gonna have to multitask. You're signing Crocs now. It's a, it's a new high or low. I can hear you from down here. I was uh, just signing a shoe. So, Jackson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do the selfie, dude. Do the selfie. Um, as far as win margins go, you've you've just kind of done one of those runs that people are gonna talk about. It might not seem like much to you, but that was a four-second win margin. I'm in the background of all these selfies. Yeah, hey, um, you—you—you—you—you reaching Sam Hill, Aaron Gwynn status here, and that's yeah, a, and that's uh, not quite Chris Kavara because he did twelve. <laughs> yeah, he's he's but, a um, bit ahead of everybody. So there was something special about that run. Why don't you talk? Because you, and your eyes were massive when they came across the line. So what? So w- what happened out there? I honestly want to say that everything linked in that run, you know, you knew home you crowd, a track that is my favorite of the year, winning in semi, <clears throat> bike feeling amazing, new stuff on the bike that is prototype feeling amazing, like just every small thing added up for that run for me. But how do, you, how do you still have the confidence when the weather goes on its head? 
Well, I think, I don't know what year it was, but Laurie was telling me that Gwyn won here. Dude, that was like when just it was the other wet. day. Yeah, well, I, oh, how old were you? I was probably, what, 10? I don't know. <laughs> okay. He's an old fuck. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't expect. Well, come back next year and smoke you. Wait till yeah. You, yeah. So, um, yeah, I basically just, you know, went with that same mentality that he said, that Aaron said he did, and you is ri- it ride it like it's dry. You didn't let it affect you, yeah. And I didn't let it affect me. You know, it was sketchy out the first corner, that first kind of fading left. It yeah. was gnarly. Yeah. I was sliding yeah, all over like the place. Yeah, rocks, right, rocks right at the socket <clears> this time. But there was something special that I was able to do where I was able to conserve energy but still ride as fast as possible. I don't know how I did it. I honestly wish I could explain it to you, but I was like past the Stevie Smith drop and I'm like barely breathing and my hands are fine. So I was able to attack the rocks so and attack let's the go, pedals down bottom let, let's as well. Let's talk about the rocks because that all the guys that were up um, there's a couple of guys that threw it away on the, on that like as you're leaving the rocks that left greasy mossy rock. Yeah, you, yeah. Another one, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, did that? Did you worry about that? Well, obviously, since I dropped last, I didn't actually get to see what everything happened. Oh, and and, and you, since then, I've I've been to doping, and now I've been signing did photos. Did anyone so tell I, you to watch out for that I, rock? No, no, no one told me anything, and I've just I just rode the race like I did in semis, but I think I was about five seconds quicker. So. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was good fun. But, um, yeah, I honestly, I wish I could tell you more about my run. I, it was, it was so in the zone. It was one of those runs that you, you're so focused that you don't actually remember what happened, but it was, uh, it was perfect. What's going to take to make you do this more often so that the overall is not as close as it ended up being? Well, you know, I mean, as, as unlucky as I've been, like, yeah, I'm, I'm still second. I can't, like. You cannot complain at that especially on your first year early. Especially when it's Loic. Yeah, one, and, right? and, and Loic, you know, he's he's the king of mountain biking right now. He's, yeah, yeah. He's never, he never shows any weaknesses. He's always there. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I think, you know. And he didn't know, get with, the Rainbow jersey, so he had to get yeah, something, exactly. Right? So I think, you know, if maybe uh, one less flat tire and I would have done that, would have won the overall. But, you know, I'm still so grateful and so, so happy with today went, how today went. And, uh yeah, I'm absolutely hammered doing this conversation right now. So, okay. Last um, question. Yeah. Did you notice how the kids waiting for autographs are way younger than the kids waiting for autographs at the other pits? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I've got a de- a definitely a different crowd to my, uh, to my liking. Um, you know, these little groms are all super stoked on me uh, here. Ca- I mean, to have Steve Smith and have you <clears throat> and Finn, it's really good for Canada and yeah. good for Mike in general. Oh, dude, it's insane. Like, I'm so happy that I was able to, you know, keep keep Monsignan in Canada's pocket like for, for winning wise um, yeah. and next time don't, I, I, don't pick up a Chinese chainsaw dude pick up a was it a, a Chinese dude yeah. I don't even know what happened <laughs> it was like I, a Bunnings that, that whole podium session was a blur but I uh, you know that one was for Stevie and uh, long live chainsaw baby Loris last let's see your thumb Loris lift lift, lift. down so, Loris, you had a, a big crash last practice run. They had to tape you. They they taped your hand to the bar. I asked for it, yeah. You asked for it. Because, like, I could only shift down, yeah. not up. So, on this track, do you need to shift up much? Not really. There's always down, 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 down. Yeah, you have to be smart. <laughs> you have to be smart. No, actually, it was really good. Uh, I want to do it again. I need to find a solution. No, to you can't like, do it. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like, having again. your 
grip and your glove to stick together yeah, a yeah. bit more than usual would be insane. Yeah, but what if you need to get off the bike? Same as clips, we're riding clips. Oh, yeah, yeah. So okay. I have like something like that would be nice. Because like you can relax because yeah. your hand is not going to fall off. Ah, yeah. So it's so you can it like feels, take your break. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not tense. Like your forearms are left alone. Lars, I'm gonna say you sound crazy now. I sound crazy. Yeah. But I swear you should try it in four, uh, not four with them, but in uh, MSA. Yeah. Because it's four minutes long yeah. and it's so rough. So it helps. Um, you did, you did what you had to do and and you had to go hard and at the end of the day dropped down and you kept top three anyway. Yeah, job not really done. But I mean, it's what I mean, it you is. had to push hard, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I did like three or four, like dab, trying to race hard, and yeah. obviously was far from the win. So I can't really regret anything. I just want to have a good winter and try to be better for next year because the level is really high, and I've been on that top three thing for a couple of years now. And obviously, the goal is to win it yeah, at one point. Yeah, so yeah. What, what, what will be the difference? What, what kept you off the top spot this year, would you say? What was the defining moment of the season for you? Uh, Ludoviel, obviously, I got smoked in here, got smoked again. So, And that final, like trying to push really hard uh, in final is not there for me this year. Like I didn't have it. Last year, I was like either crashing or winning, kind of. Do you think? Do you think it's like the semi? Like, are you a fan of the semi, or you're not a fan of the semi? I'm a fan because I'm bringing points because I'm consistent. Okay. But mentally, I'm just tired. It's like, too much I, at the end. I can't bring the heat again, like yeah, really yeah. hard. So we could see like some people just took semis quite easy yeah. and sent it in final. And with the overall, like you can't really do that. Like you no. have to be consistent all the time, and that's stuff on your body and your mentally. So. I don't know what's the plan next year for semis or not, and hopefully we can train to be better. Yeah. Uh, what does your off-season look like? Like, do you go on holiday, go to some sun, or do a beach and cocktails? What do you? What is the ideal off-season? We've done two years in a row with Loic and some friends, like chill holidays. Yeah. So hopefully we can do it again this year. Some some sun and islands. And sun. We went to Mexico last year. It was um, pretty crazy. Umbrellas in the drink. Then exactly. you know, on a good holiday. Yeah. But hopefully this year, like we do a couple days and then start riding, not like not riding downhill, but like moto training again because off season would be short. Yeah. And May is coming really quick. Would you do? They got like the snow race next year. Would you do a snow race downhill? For fun, yeah. For, for fun, sure. Yeah. yeah. Not trying to be competitive, but yeah, to have fun for sure. It's definitely sketchy. It's yeah, like yeah. on the fun part. Like you've seen, you seen Giathlon on the snow, the snow, right? Yep. Little, I didn't like that. Clear, I didn't that. like that jump yeah, yeah. too flat. I didn't like that. But yeah, Mega Avalanche is always nice. So yeah. hopefully we can have the same vibe. All right, dude. Hey, uh, have a good off season. Thank you. Nina. Hello. <laughs> How was today? How was the year? Crazy today. Actually, today sums up the whole season. Ups and downs and crazy shit and. Like like this race run was just insane. Yeah, and you like not in a positive literally, way. <laughs> literally, it hadn't rained all week until yeah. you got in the start house. Yeah, actually, like I wished if it would rain, it would rain straight in the morning, so you get at least a, yeah, a you wet get practice. A practice run in no, of course it's not raining during practice in the morning, and then we are warm enough for the semi-finals, and it starts pissing down. What do you do in that situation? What goes um, your head? I mean, semi-finals didn't didn't mean any points today, yeah, yeah. so I was like, just Whoa, Jackson's oh, Jackson is coming. Oh. 
Have you seen? Look at look at her. Hang on, look at look at the kids. The there's kids. so many people waiting, there's but so they're literally all shorter her. than Jackson, and they're all like they're all under ten. This is so cute. Oh, it is I cute. love it. That's so cute. Um, where did we stop? Um, oh yeah, like approaching such a run. I mean, semi-finals didn't mean any points, so I was like, okay, take it as another practice run. I was thinking of the sections which are like open, yeah. like they're gonna be greasy, and yeah. then in the woods you didn't know how greasy the woods is gonna be. So that was a bit like I had a little lay down in my in my semis actually, like one of the turns in the woods just washed the front, but yeah. like just quickly, and then was surprised how good how good the grip and the rocks were. So I just went full gas into them <laughs> in my race run, and that's where it went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I felt like in the race run the rocks were more slippy because. You're carrying the mud onto the rocks and yes. it's not raining anymore, yeah, yeah. so that yeah. was a bit more sketchy. Yeah. Happy, healthy. Exactly, happy, and, healthy, and, and a good like place in terms of starting the year. Like this would have been your goal to be top three, or what was top, your goal? Yeah, my goal was a top three. Yeah. Uh, overall, it was at least one win, and I wanted to do better at World Champs, but um, that's how it is. But at least achieved two goals, <laughs> and um, yeah. Yeah, world champs. We still actually. I need yeah. To, remind anyway. me to have a discussion, talk with you about world champs. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, well, uh, and being part of the syndicate now for oh quite man, some time. Oh man, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked for Jackson. How the whole day went. I mean, oh my god, he drove me crazy when I watched his run. And um, taking team overall. Because you know what he's doing when you when you've just had the run on the track and then you see what he's like. You just it's even more real for you. Ex yeah, and then like you know how hard it is to put down such a run, and then he had an insane run already in semifinals, and you know you have to go up and do it again. And like I could tell in the pits, he was really nervous today, just being like very quiet oh, and really, taking his really, time, which really. is usually okay. not that yeah, yeah, yeah. like not that much. So I let him just by himself, and <laughs> it's just like I. I'm proud that he put it together and brought it down. Yeah, well, and it's a team, it's all of you guys. Over, yeah, team overall, stoked. Stoked! <laughs> Walking around all the pits, there's a lot of tension and nerves in the air that I'm standing outside you guys. And you guys are strategizing how you're going to party. So you're about to go up for the gnarliest day of racing party and you're like, should I have a nap before the party? That's that's the, like the biggest, <laughs> that's the hardest thing you're gonna worry about today. <laughs> well, I mean, she has earned it. Yeah, you're right. This season has been. I always started super early, and then I was in bed by eleven, and I missed like the whole party night with all the other people. So I'm just <laughs> trying to make a good party plan as well. I also know that I need to do a few interviews after the final like ceremony, so I I have to watch out. Yeah, you and Greg were trying to decide if if you could come across best after one or two or how many is too many drinks. <laughs> Greg, what is, what's the number? Or does it depend on the drink? I think we'll give her two. Before, before, before interviews? Before interviews yeah. uh, and then Chatty Valley appears. And then what's the cutoff? Two as well. Two is definitely the cutoff for any media work. <laughs> and then... 22 for nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you can stay up past 2200 hours and hopefully you asleep before 22 drinks. Yeah, see you there. <laughs> oh, no, I won't be there. <laughs> see you. Come watch a cross country. See you there. <laughs> That's your goal. If you can wake up before elite start, you, you're one. Yeah, you're one. All right. All right. Anyway, have an enjoyable day then, I guess, because no stress. But you surely also want to, you know, end the season on a high. Well, obviously, but. I don't know, I feel like every week I'm there, I'm like always like qualifying one or two and then semi one and two and then for the race I feel like, yeah, I don't know, like it's not, 
obviously I want to win, but yeah. if I don't win today, I'm not really mad. I'm just happy the season is over and I can go home. <laughs> A lot of talk about next year. Uh, new things for you guys as well? Yeah, some new things, some old things, maybe. New old things. All right, well, they'll leave it at that. Have a good party, have a good race. Um, not in that order, and see you later. No, definitely, Sven, this has been epic. I'm going to start an outro, but normally that's when your brain comes alive. No, I'm, I'm, I have no nothing you, left, dude. My brain is uh, fried. Oh, you're good. You've had no sleep. You've long, had, your brain is, it, is fried. No, it's been what, a long year. A, there's nothing else long, to say. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Sven Martin, thanks so much to him. Thanks so much to Alan. I think Eddie Masters, Win Masters popped in. If I miss someone else that helped with these Crank Brothers race reviews, my bad. I've also had a long year considering uh, I was at some of the races. I follow it. What an epic year. This was your Crank Brothers race review, synonymous with downhill racing. Sven helped me realize they won basically everything. And uh, if you had uh, someone going around doing stats, I'm sure it'll be the majority of the riders. But it's not just the pedals that they are doing. They have got shoes by the likes of Lucas Shaw, Troy Brosnan, Benoit Coulange, Camille Belange. It is unstoppable. They got epic stuff. Sven's about to jump in. Why is, what's the smile? Ken, Ken Roxon runs their shoes too. Ken Roxon, Crank Brothers, Ken Roxon, you're coming on the podcast. I'll speak to Crank Brothers. You heard it here. Message him. Tell him to hit, it, hit us on the podcast. Guys, go check out what they've got. They've got a big product offering, and they are the first sponsor of this podcast. So they believed in me. They believed in Sven and I talking a bunch of crap. We're on YouTube as well. If you've enjoyed any of these podcasts, do me a solid. Subscribe to the YouTube. Give us a comment. Till the next one, peace. During my racing years and even now, I take my health and nutrition pretty seriously, I must say. It was so difficult though to stick to a routine and to remember to take all those necessary supplements. Then I found AG1. I'm so excited to partner with them personally and for this podcast. I actually started taking AG1 long before this partnership even came about. Now you might ask, what is this stuff? Think of AG1 as your all-in-one health insurance. I know I do. I have never been one for taking a million different supplements or vitamins. So this is the perfect all-in-one solution. Honestly, I actually look forward to taking it. I do it first thing in the morning. I feel more alert and focused and I know I'm taking care of my body and health. I feel energized to get my day going. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier and that's why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop with water and drink it first thing each morning as I said and then I'm done. So check this out. With that one scoop of AG1 I've been talking about, you're absorbing, listen to this, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right. This is a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system recovery and helps enhance your focus. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, and none of that nasty chemical, artificial anything, all while still tasting good. Now let's all be honest with each other. We all know we don't eat enough vegetables or consume the healthiest meals some of the time, especially when we get busy. We all want something quick and easy which will help us in life. AG1 supports better sleep quality recovery, mental clarity and alertness. 
Now, I don't care what you do in life. I think we can all agree this is super important. AG1 is trusted by so many professional athletes and health experts. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash moving the needle. That's again drinkag1.com forward slash moving the needle to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link will be in the show notes as well.